Welcome back, Reject Nation, to the 31st episode of The Full Sand Rejects. Today's triple-decker of topics include adventure into the cryptic corner as we discovered the tale of the Abaguchi. We go into part one of our series on Hunter S. Thompson, and we have a tale that sends shivers on the spine of sailors as we dive into the sea witch and inspire Disney to create Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Our pre-topic banter includes some merch announcements, Pokemon talk, what might be some disgusting things that happen in injuries with uh, Chubb's knee in the NFL, and how Rose's backup plan to me is now apparently taken. So, let's send it. Well, what's this new merch that... Uh... Are you just not getting caught up on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to let her know, let our uh, viewers know what we're uh, creating there. That do be the plan. So, yeah, Kodak, I leave all this to you. I mean, I'm just a middleman pretty much. It's more so Liz's ordeal because she's the one making everything. But, yeah, but sometimes she doesn't want to message you. So I get sent to sending the message like today. Hey, she sent me some messages. She sent me some pictures. Like today. <laughs> Fair enough. So as we're continuing to expand and which will finally push me to make a Patreon account for us, we'll be selling some handmade merch by Liz of Blue Jay Creations. We will have keychains for three doll hairs. For legal purposes, I will say dollars. Lanyards for five dollars, koozies for your beers and other cold beverages for $15 and wall hangers for $30. And maybe we'll get some, uh, make some shirts at some point too. I got to figure that out. Yeah. We just need the, the uh, supplies for that. I think. Yeah. But we'll post some pictures of the uh, mock-ups that we have, get some chance, get some feedback and whatnot. And uh, stay tuned to find out some further announcements on that. Maybe this week and I'll create that Patreon account for us. Oh, shit. We have announcements, man. We made it. Yeah, we do. That's how you know we're getting hot. Listen, we're in six countries now, like 30-some states. Our little grafting that shows listeners keeps going to the up section. We're doing good. To all six countries, thank you. Merci. Uh, other ways to say thank you. Um, Danke. That's German. Well, we got that one. We do have Germany. However, UK and Canada are playing you know, a race. He's, he's going to be uh, second place. I don't know who I'm rooting for in that one. Well, on one hand, we fought the British. But on the other hand, Canada was too nice to fight the British. Yeah, but I've been to Canada. It's great in Canada. Canada it is. Time to put the entire budget of advertising to Canada. All right. We got to figure out how to make maple syrup. Yeah, for any Canadian who's listening, send us maple syrup recipes. We know you got them. I will I will grow a maple tree and figure this out. Dude's probably in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that how you start fights in Canada? You just go up and be like, your maple syrup sucks, eh? I mean, for the eastern side, I think so. Isn't the eastern side one of the French people? Yeah, I mean, like Toronto's there and shit. You know, the maple leaves. Toronto's also apparently the most American city. And, anyone, and anyone who debates that, just go back to, you know, I'm going to do a topic on him one day. Rob Ford. God bless him. <laughs> the mayor. Oh, my God. That was a nice touchdown. Okay. Not being distracted. Oh, sure yeah. The, 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 the mayor who was running around doing cocaine and hooking up and getting like hookers and whatnot. Yeah. That's Scream Chicago. <laughs> it's probably where he got some of the stuff from. There's a movie about him, too. You know, I see your point. Possibly. To our possibly one Canadian listener, we are sorry. We're sorry. Sorry, eh? I now understand what you guys are saying, that we get way too sidetracked with pre-topic stuff. Mm-hmm. You gotta catch oh, yeah, them all. about that. Gotta catch them all. Segway. Segway. Well, it was like a month ago that we were talking about our, our favorite ghost Pokemon. So I thought today, if you could choose one to be your partner, if they existed... I couldn't pick one. I'd have to be. It'd have to be a, fu- a fusion of at least three. This isn't Yu-Gi-Oh. You can't just fuse them. Sure, you can. Yeah, you can. That's not how it works. Look at Pokemon fusion. That's not real. It's, it's not like, canon. Pokemon aren't real. 
You're you're not real. Well, guess you to wake up in your mouth. You relate to so many. I can't pick one to be my partner. You have so many characteristics, but I can pick at least three that if I had to merge together, I can probably make the perfect Anthony. Just pick three then. I can pick the, the perfect. If I had to build a Kodak Pokemon, I mine would be a combination of the fact that all you want to do is eat and sleep. So you'd Snorlax. Be, so you'd be a mix of Snorlax. That you are only productive when you want to be other than that you're lazy so i have to throw in a little bit of a slaking plus he's a sloth and then the annoying childish personality that you have would be woba fett okay so you know you realize when i said partner i meant like a pet not like a sexual partner oh, no. you have i know what you okay, I, thought I misunderstood the question <laughs> Because I'm trying to think like one you just have as like a pet in the house. And you're like, well, to replace you. I know. I I clearly understand the, uh, I just wanted to make sure that if I had to build a Pokemon. You're not building one. I'm just telling you. This is what I would do. But you're not building one. You just use one Pokemon to be your partner. You're going to the Pokemon shelter. I can't just pick one. That's stupid. Billy Darden, all your answer. This would be Cubone. Fuck yeah, you do. See, you guys are silly. Because there's one answer to this question. Ditto. You can have them all. He thought of this <laughs> and he wanted it to be... You know I what? figured it was some shit like that. Some of us... To be fair, to in- I would probably choose Umbreon because that's my favorite. But... I choose a holographic Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live with the blue Charizard for the rest of my life. <laughs> this conversation is irritating me more than it should for an adult man. Well, no, I would have Cuba 100%. We're just going to be sad together. It's fun. You know what? There's people who are more we're sad listen- than us. We're going to listen to the new Blink-182 and we're going to cry. There's new Blink-182, by the way. It's very good. Listen to it. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's how I'll either end my night tonight or begin my Friday tomorrow. My second Friday. Well, start the day with it. Makes makes for a whole eventful day. So you're saying this, I should start off tomorrow by listening to the new Blink-182 album. So when Rose gets home from work... He'll be a sad panda. Well, be, you're in luck because there's only two songs. There's only two singles probably. Yet. Okay. okay, that's fair. I can work with that. Okay. However, to answer your question from before... I see the side track. Corp? Choose a magic carp. Choose a magic carp. Because I would flop on the floor all day. <laughs> Anytime you say or do something, I'm just gonna carp, carp, carp. Me and my pet magic carp is just gonna carp all over you. Oh, yeah, until one day, until one day, it senses me getting annoyed and pissed off. It comes like fucking Gyarados, hyper beats the entire house. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let my magic carp get that. <laughs> it's your magic carp. Keep it below level 20. <laughs> That's where I learned to bite. Why do I know this? We'll take your ditto and they can magic carp together. That's why I, that's why I chose ditto. You can make everything you want. A Gyarados, a Cubone, a Dildo. Whatever you want to transform into. It could be... No, that's finally a Pokemon. About time. So by your partner... Um, in the first season of Pokemon, Team Rocket captured a Ditto, and it was turned into all sorts of shit. So I believe it is canon that the possibilities are endless. So when you say your partner, you you go, Ditto, pocket pussy, I choose you. <laughs> He's polyamorous. He's pokeamorous. That would yeah. be his Pokemon partner. Well, it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> It's already a natural color. We swirly this whole conversation. <laughs> no, see, Rose started answering that question the way she did. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to quit change mine. <laughs> I thought I misunderstood. I'm like, uh, Chansey, because I fuck myself up a lot. <laughs> That's fair. Speaking of people getting fucked up, though. Wow. Ooh, look at that thing, man. Thank you. Sometimes I make them good. Sometimes I make them, uh, not so good. Yeah, these injuries is 
completely fucking up my whole entire fantasy lineup. I've never I been had so to rearrange my entire defense. Well, Tray- Trayvon Diggs just went out because of a practice injury. Yeah, Nick, I had Chubb. To drop him. Nick Chubb lost a knee. <laughs> yeah, that's somewhere. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Seaboard somewhere. Let's see, who do I have injured? Oh, Cooper Cup started off the year injured. That's been nice. Yeah, and Van Jefferson was supposed to be his backup. He wasn't. No, uh, Puka Nuka. Yeah, Tutu Atwell's not far behind. He sucked last week, though. So. I think someone in the league tried sending me Puka Nuka for Cooper Cup, and I'm like, that that's not going to work out the way you want it. Yeah, I saw him on the trade block. I'm like, hey. Puka Nuka? Yeah, I just don't have anything worth trading. <laughs> All right, I'll send you a trade offer right now. If it's for T-Law, no. No, for Puka Nuka. Oh, yeah, someone else. Optimus Prime. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. And then you got um, Saquon Barkley. Fucking his. He's uh, out. Yep. Ankle. He thinks he might play next week. Yeah, there's Aaron Rodgers. What? Uh, Joe Joe Burrow says he has a calf injury, but I think he just got. Joe Burrow's fine. Yeah, I know. That was like two weeks ago. I think that paycheck is weighing him down. He's questionable again. Uh, I I think that Nick Chubb injury was one of the worst injuries I've seen oh, since. Oh my goodness! Was it Kevin Ware of Louisville from Matt, all those years of basketball? His knee bone was sticking out. Ugh. You sure it wasn't like freaking no, the Washington quarterback? Well, I don't watch. I don't watch Hamlin do that. I don't watch that game. But you said that was the worst injury. I have seen. Oh, okay. I was gonna say in the NFL, someone literally died. <laughs> He was fine. He technically died. That's Kenny Pickett. No. That's um the other one. Larry Pickett? No. Um Justin Herbert? Yes. Okay. Okay. Herbert the Pervert. Yes. No, I've seen one worse injury than Nick Chubb this week. This week? Who got hurt? Not this week, but I've seen a worse injury in the NFL. Which one? Uh, I don't I don't remember what quarterback it was. Um, he's a Washington Redskins quarterback, and his leg literally snapped in half. Oh, yeah, him. Oh, my God. So I was already talking about this the night happened. I'm like, I don't know. That guy almost lost a leg, got surgery, and came back and got player or comeback player of the year. Yeah, and now we can think of his second name. Good job, us. Great comeback. I did have Anthony Richards on the, on my bench. His concussed brain. I love and yeah. it's just I'm let me I'm gonna take a you know a shot in the dark and I'm gonna put him last last week I started him and of course he was putting up points and then all of a sudden Alex Smith. That's who it was. And yeah, Richardson um he was doing great and then concussed himself. Yep. Shit the bed on that one. Huh. Here's a quote from Alex Smith on his injury. I remember a really funny feeling in my leg. It wasn't like I knew it was broken immediately. It went fuzzy. That's when it felt like. And then it really was a visual. When I looked down, I could see, you know, that my leg obviously wasn't straight anymore. That told me that I had broken it. <laughs> Look what I can do. A spiral and compound fracture to his tibia and fibula in his right leg. Sacked by J.J. Watt. God those damn Watt- right. <laughs> those Watson, nothing to, nothing yeah. to, uh, and then he was, then he almost died during surgery. Would JJ Watt catch a charge for that? No, I mean, it's, it's on the football field. You clearly see that happens. Plus, it was so much the broken leg that I did now. It was the fact that he got like necrosis during surgery. I feel like the hospital would be more uh, fault there. I remember seeing a picture of like his leg being cut open for surgery. It, it was horrific. I'll pass on that. Watching it happen was enough. Yeah, that was terrible. It seems like every year there's at least one like just terrible what injury that just fuck? makes it. And I feel like we got another one coming this year because it's early. It's I don't know. That's going to be hard to top Nick Chubb. Yeah. This year it was it's Nick Chubb easily. Last year it was Hamlin who died, and two was like back to back concussions when he went all like crip. I mean, for someone who who has so many concussions and. Throwing up gang signs, isn't he number one in passing? In passing right now, as a quarterback, isn't he number one? Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, honestly, wouldn't be surprised either. He still has a brain. 
You don't need brains or you know, like to do It hasn't been knocked around yet this season. Will you teach me to football? And now we're canceled again. <laughs> it's okay. I'm drawing a blank space. You know, I was about to segue into that. Huh. We're getting better, but we gotta stop bringing we gotta stop mentioning the, the actual segue. <laughs> So yes, I should. I don't want to argue. I'm like, I'll show you an argument. Florida State is better than Florida. She Ooh. shot me the snapball and I went chop. <laughs> I don't get to look because I'm all the way over here. He said I was right. You guys are both wrong. I mean, both our teams are both ranked higher than Florida. And both of you are getting one less present this year for okay, Christmas. Billy, and we'll, Hanukkah. Billy, we'll give and you- birthdays. Then, Unfortunately for Billy, that's all his presents. You only care about Hanukkah. <laughs> Billy, me and you will give each other one more gift this year. I'm winning. Okay, cool. <laughs> get you a, get you a both more dreidel. I expect eight, please. <laughs> eight, please. A menorah. I'm just telling you now. I'm, I have one. By <laughs> landslide, I'm winning Christmas. We'll see. Billy, Bye. am I winning Christmas? Yeah, she totally is. Okay, well, we'll see. See, uh, me knowing is payback for the lobster. <laughs> Dip that in butter. <laughs> now who knows something, Kodak? <laughs> oh, we're getting like two hours. It doesn't bother me. I have a very one-track mind. Really, don't I? Yeah, that is uh, that's true. Right, so, how do you feel that uh, your backup plan is with T Swizzle now? First of all, my first backup. Don't lie. My first backup plan was TJ Watt, and then he went and got himself married. All right, Son and then of a slut. And then I can be a homewrecker. See, I want Travis Kelsey to be happy and healthy, but he if he is dating Taylor Swift. She's the most. I don't get me wrong. I love me some T Swizzle, but she is toxic as fuck. Yo, don't don't piss off the fucking Taylor Swift fans. She's going don't, don't want that. Yeah, she's gonna be writing a song called "Touchdown" or "Fumble" or some stupid shit as soon as she gets rid of him in six months. She's gonna eat him she up. Fumbled and- my heart. All yeah. I know is Taylor Swift has about 30 breakup songs, but you had zero songs about blowjobs. I think there's a connection here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue the logic. <laughs> I do believe she's actually re-releasing one for older albums. And someone said they're going to analyze it, even though it came out like 10 years ago, to see what is actually about Travis Kelsey now. Oh, boy. What the fuck? What? what? I don't know. Well, see, Taylor Swift, she's re-releasing all of her old albums, but mix them up a little bit because she got sick of her, uh, whatever company she was signed to, and they wouldn't, like, do it right by her. So she said, fuck it, I'll do it my own. They are beautiful. Anyway, new Blink-182. Blink-182, I will listen to that tomorrow morning per your request. And yes, Travis Kelsey is a beautiful, beautiful man. Yes, and Taylor Swift is also beautiful. And if they end up staying together, they would make beautiful children. However... A little bit of me knowing that there's still no chance in hell that I would ever get that hall pass is still a little bit salty. Now who's the captain, motherfucker? (laughs) Well, well, now I feel that uh, Ryan Reynolds was married. I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? It is. I would let you be a home record. God damn it. I'd let you have your hall pass. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. You know, you made a video today. Just shitting on pumpkin spice season. Right now? Well, that's why he's not my whole pass. Well, he's toxic, so talking shit on pumpkin spice. Hey, 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 he's not toxic. He's talking shit on pumpkin spice. That's enough for me. Okay, I'll show you the video and you will laugh. Into talking shit or just making a parody and making fun of white girls during the fall? Yep. And Billy. (laughs) And Rosie. Well, we know you're a white girl, okay? Calm down. I've put pumpkin spice in my coffee since it came out. Uh, I keep wanting to get a pumpkin spice cappuccino at Turkey Hill, but 
Ours has been not serving cappuccinos because of the boil advisory. Oh, yeah, Ashland. Our water looks like Flint. <laughs> well, ours, ours doesn't, but the town's does. Oh, so what does the clean water there look like? Flint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on a totally different water system. Ours is fine. And yet Ashland claims they have no idea what, how, how it got like that. And it's fine to drink. That's what they say. I would not. We're we're talking the big issues now. We're getting those politicals. I just want my goddamn cappuccino. Stop fucking around. Wait, doesn't isn't there another Turkey Hill there, there though that you can just go get that there? In Ashland? Well, yeah, in Lavelle, but I don't want to backtrack going to work. It's like two minutes away from you. It's a weird OCD thing. Don't ask about it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> If I have to go past my house to get to work, I'm stopping at the house and going for a nap. That's that's fair. I'll get there when I get there. You know what? You will. You'll you'll get it eventually. Wait, are you going to like Wilkes-Barre this weekend for drinks? Yep, yep. Uh, I'm sure you will pass a Turkey Hill on the way there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I can get it. But I would like one in the morning. And alas, I cannot have one in the morning. I mean, why have a pumpkin spice cappuccino when you can have a beer? Because it's the morning. Wait, don't you pass fractals? <laughs> don't you pass fractals, Turkey Hill? Yeah, but by then we're running late. Fair enough. Keep in mind we have to follow like four different buses in the North Google. Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm just giving our locations way away. That <laughs> Canadian's going to be sitting there, GPS and all this, like, okay, where, where's this at? Where's this at? Jokes on him, there's like a thousand Ashlands in uh, the United States. I thought there was like 12, or no, 20. No, oh, there's a bunch. Uh, sorry, it's like 20 and twenty Ashlands in the United States and one in the United Kingdom. All right, so he has a 1 in 20 chance, but he knows it's Pennsylvania. Oh, we're fucked. Yeah, we also have Lavelle, so... Uh... Ah, shit. We did <laughs> until now. You said by me. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, there are 32 Ashlands in America. You Google it? I sure did. Power of Google, which is what I used to search actual topic tonight. The Abaguchi, which took me a while to actually get information on. What is it called? Abaguchi. Okay. Uh, the Abaguchi, that's a female. Oh. But the Abaguchi. No, the Ichiguchi is the the there was the one from Shendo. Okay. This is not. But what is it? Is it an owl, a fox, maybe a deer? How about a mix of all three? As... Kind of like your Pokemon. <laughs> Listen to your ther- Listen to your therapist. Don't get angry over little things. It's okay. Okay. You can't be mad. Very two weeks. How about a mix of <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Great start. Okay. Fuck you both. Take two. Oh, we're gonna, I'm not we're doing a take two. How about a mix of those three? An owl, fox, and a deer, you bastards. As today, we go into the cryptid corner and discuss the Abaguchi, or as the locals of Costa Rica call it, the dry land piranha. Due to its tendency to devour animals much larger than itself, including cattle, horses, and your mother. Hold up, is this just Nibbler? It might be Nibbler. Does this shit dark matter? It might. However, Nibbler does not uh, resemble a a uh, deer at all, so... You don't know, maybe this. he can talk? I don't like this. <laughs> uh, in order to avoid capture, when cornered, the Abaguchi will also conceal itself behind a devilish whirlwind. I'm not sure why this is necessary, but the creature mates once every six and a half years, according to locals. Oof, dry spell. Yeah, quite. Goes in well, the Tasmanian devil, then? It's, it's not saying that they're not fornicating, they just don't reproduce for every six and a half years. Yeah, I'd like to not reproduce ever again. Well, luckily for you, I'm going to get snippety snipped. Yeah. By Dr. Abaguchi. <laughs> There is a debate on whether or not this is a hoax, but as time went, credible reports began to arrive. 
from a very distant place from Costa Rica. Because according to the legend, in 1999, the West Virginian Division of Natural Resources imported 13 babies from Costa Rica in an attempt to curtail the population of coyotes and rattlesnakes. That's right. This is a conspiracy theory by rednecks in West Virginia. Is it Mothman? Take me home. No, Mothman's for a different time. Take me home, country roads, where the eats coyote. However, they soon became a problem themselves, as reported by one Jim Wilson of Webster Echo in 2001, as their population spiraled out of control and began to attack livestock. Shockingly enough, after this report, sightings began to increase, and some farmers even began to carry shotguns on patrols to protect their livestock. Parents even began to walk kids to the school bus, more out of fear that they will be attacked by the House of Gucci. One man even reported to have run over an Abaguchi specimen. So this is However, early 2000s, and we never heard of it? Yeah, late, late 90s, early 2000s, yep. Allegedly. Course, allegedly. Well, however, a local resident soon began to discredit Wilson's report. Not to say he wasn't trying to say that the Abaguchi was a hoax, but that this specific story was a hoax. Jamie Hitt believed, which is a real West Virginia name to me, that is <laughs> terrible. He believed that Wilson was trying to reinvent a previous story about the Abaguchi to make some money as sightings originally took place in 1992, primarily in Upshur County, West Virginia. Hitt was also noting that the descriptions of the creature was very similar to those of the Sago monster and the Stone Cold monster of the 1960s, which happened in the same area. However, the 2001 descriptions were completely different from everything else. Do you think people in West Virginia just have too much fucking time on their hands? Well, you see, there's this called methamphetamine. Really prevalent down there. Really fucks with the mind. Not in the 60s, though. They were, they were doing some other shit back then. Oh, yeah. 60s is a wild time, West Virginia. A lot of mean. Uh, for example, <laughs> in differences, uh, in 2001, the creature was described as a small, tiny creature. However, the original sightings described a creature as a deformed badger or wolverine as large as a small car. Ooh. Yep. It, it was a biggins. There were several sightings from 91 and 92 in Upshur County, including a campground that was ravaged in broad daylight. Several property owners noted the loss of cattle, sheep, and dogs to the Abaguchi. Those dark and Loch Ness monsters. So what the fuck is thing that it's eaten that everyone's so impressed by? Well, it was just a, a giant old. Yeah, the old legends say it was a giant creature, as like a honey badger or something, and and some guy came on and said, "Hey, you know what? No, it's a small little gremlin-looking thing from Costa Rica." So, is it like a beetle-sized car, or is it like a CRV? I have so many. Questions. Um, I was thinking, you know, kind of a CRV, like a like a small sedan. All right, all right. It's silly to pass. Or like one of those, like, I'm trying to think of that one. Like a smart car, maybe. Maybe bigger than a smart car. Like a Ford like Fusion. Tesla? Yeah, like a Ford Fusion. No, we don't. I know we, I know you don't like Tesla right now. Fucking making me go. God damn it, Tesla. <laughs> anyway, carry on. There's a... Okay, so locals soon would form hunting parties that search for the Abaguchi along with a possible panther that they believe was in the area. So yeah, they're, they're just going all out here. They, they believe everything is uh, there in the woods. However, other locals wanted to capture the critter and not kill it so it can be preserved and learned about them. Those damn hippies. So these hunting parties in West Virginia, you sure that's all they were yep. looking for? Well, according to the article that I saw, they're trying to find some panthers that was also possibly killing some uh, livestock. Of the black variety? Well, I, maybe. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to cross that line. Maybe a mountain panther. 
Um, a Carolina Panther, it's possible. A Florida Panther that just wandered too far north. A Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Raise the fist. However soon, the story of the Abaguchi would just fade away and end until that 2001 story was published. And that was kind of the end of it. So what really was the Abaguchi? A West Virginian animal hell-bent on blood? A hoax? A panther? That is up for your imagination to decide. Mm, sounds like a mix of all these things. Mutant. It could be a drug fuel mutant. Who knows? It's West Virginia. They do weird shit down there. It was someone's sister cousin. Yo, they have like old TNT tunnels and shit down there. Hey, you never know. Oh, violence! Oh, Fight! Hit him! Throw a punch! You know, there was a baseball game last night that was held up because of a bubble. You shitting me? A bubble? Yeah, like a bubble that a small child... Punch! Punch around oh, the yeah, helmet. Punch around the helmet. We're bad at not getting distracted by football. Yeah, okay, well, there's violence. There's violence. Come on now. Oh, that guy is upset by that. Brian Dable's pit. Um, but yeah, it was the uh, Dodgers game last night. It, it went on a, a quick uh, delay because there is a bubble floating. Oh, is that why Freddie Freeman didn't cover? Uh, possibly. On to the Sea Witch. You might have noticed that Ursula from the Disney hit The Little Mermaid was uh, a sea witch disguised as half human, half octopus, some kind of mythological hybrid creature. What? Closer to reality from it, this (laughs) sea witches regularly appeared in the ancient Norse uh, mythological systems as a sinister spell workers who maintain magical bonds with the sea and weather, and may have many other aspects of coastal life. Well, Although well, they yeah. widely considered themselves <laughs> make way, make way, stop it. You know, <laughs> as I was doing my research, it was so funny because a lot of these Disney movies they reference this, and I'm starting to think this is deeper. They maybe Disney's giving us a sign that it's real. Oh, we have a well. Little Mermaid, Moana, and then I mentioned it later on, Pirates of the Caribbean. Spoilers! But I'm just saying, all Disney movies drop in hint. Maybe instead of being frozen on a block of ice while Disney underwent a internal uh, surgery turned into an octopus. I mean, if The Simpsons can predict the future, why can't Disney just start dropping facts about the ocean? Because they own The Simpsons. Disney owns The Simpsons now, so like maybe they've been in on it the entire time. Dun, dun, dun. The house of mouse is never wrong. Yes. Hey, boy. Anyways, all the damn it, Billy. Are you done? <laughs> I am done. Although they are widely considered stuff of legend, sea witches are a true phenomenon and they still exist today. The myth portrays them as dark sorceress creatures of the deep. But cast aside superstition and you may find yourself closer to the truth. The legend states that a woman was accused of witchcraft while on a ship bound to Philadelphia. She was accused of conjuring a dangerous storm. She was forced overboard when she drowned into the Delaware Bay. Some reports state that the witch was to blame for the storm that sank the HMS Brock in 1798. So how do we jump from Norse mythology to the HMS Brock, an English ship? Because a lot of it was saying that... um, the the sea witch is mostly discussed during the Norse mythology. Like you'll find more reports on it, but they're saying real life, real life. I, I it's kind of like I looked at my situations like like my. We're, we're going from further in the past to not so much in the past. Yeah, okay. it, it jumps a little bit here and there. Okay. I got my I got my sources from. Hey, I was looking for the connection here. Well, it all ties in together. Don't you worry about that, good sir. I worry a lot. Stop asking. I had a lot of questions about Gucci, but you know. Julie by Coochie Coochie alone, damn it, all right? It's doing its best. Just because you're a cougar and it's a panther doesn't mean you guys have to fight. <laughs> the leg- Okay, they say that the legend of the real sea witch is based in the moon lore, which goes back to the North, the Norse um, mythology. That 
this makes sense because the moon controls the sea. Century ago, it was believed that these women could and would raise the winds and create storms. Uh, while they, they were still being burned 200 years ago, a lot of these women that practice in these the witchcraft and dark magic, or however you want to call it, um, just like in Salem, these women were, were punished such, such as. However, the truth that the sea witchery is a pagan practice that actually works as one of the ones um, with chaos to nature. They should just throw into an asylum. Huh. <laughs> well, how does it they work either with practice the witch? How, they, how would they determine? Because they used to throw ladies that did witch or drow. I have no they really couldn't find out why, why, how they would deem them. They would pra- practice sorcery, but in the moon lord, they would see that the moon was the goddess of all things, and they would pray to the moon. They would use their their sorcery to the moon because the moon controls all things of nature. Hmm. And some some people Everything. saw the right. moon as things, and some saw the sea as the goddess of all things. So when they did their when they practiced their witcher with their witchcraft of sorts, they would use it to get, seek their revenge of sorts. Like bloodbenders. However you want to relate it, you can relate it. Avatar. Okay. <laughs> they neither practice white or black magic, but the term is gray magic. This is the balance between light and dark. They're maintaining to establish some kind of control or draw powers from the elements to, at their disposal. They were very powerful, such as the strengths can be performed to use virtually any size of a body of water from lakes, rivers, ponds, bathtubs, sinks, bowls of water, however however you want to use it. Uh, their, their most powerful, um, famous power was the ability to control the wind, which is also moon, sea, they work together. So they're this gray is, Jedis uh, and airbenders. Got it. The same <laughs> I'm like, oh, so it's like the gray Jedis. They're not Sith. They're an actual true Jedi. They're kind of just there doing what they want to do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. This is traditionally carried out by the use of magical knots. Sailors would buy a small length of rope with three special, specially tied knots in it. These were wind-binding knots, and they were tied to ensure safe passage. By untying one knot, a sailor can release a gentle wind. By untying two, they would ensure a strong north wind. And by untying the, thr- the um, three knots, it would summon a storm. Yeah, I can summon a storm after having tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've smelt it happen. Oh, the sea witch views-, <laughs> views the goddess as the sea herself. This relationship with the sea also makes uh, the sea witch unique figure amongst all sailors sailors had superstitions and fears regarding having women on ships many felt that it was bad luck they felt that a woman on on the ship would cause the crew to mutiny uh if this sounds familiar because this reference was used in the disney movie pirates of the caribbean i don't know if you remember the part where they found out that elizabeth swan was disguised as a pirate and then they felt that you know the black pearl the curse of the black pearl and everything if you guys remember that part of the movie, once they well, discovered that, it makes sense because they can attract bears. That was a real thing. Long live Anne Bonnie. While we wear anti sea bear undergarments. I hope you get bit by a hoochie coochie. <laughs> I'm going to buy your hoochie coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my thoughts that are any sea creatures can be real because the ocean is still a scary mystery. So, Sea Witch, Cthulhu. Freaking the Kraken. I feel like these are me- the Megalodon. I feel even though Megalodon was real, I still feel like they exist. The sea scares the shit out of me, and anything that can be written in Wikipedia. Wikipedia? Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop it. My turn. You said about Fireball, not me. Fireball. For once. Yes. Anything that could be said about things, I would honestly 100% believe it. You can tell me there's a freaking bear shark hybrid down there, and I would be like, "All right, I believe you." I'm not no, going to the, the size of Texas down there, and I'm out. Sounds like some poor unfortunate souls. And <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> you. I mean, do you guys? What do you guys feel about this? Do you guys feel like there is there's such things as mermaids 
or half half human, half sea creature practicing um, dark magic. <laughs> if there's one conspiracy that I've also seen that I believe in, it's that um, Christopher Columbus had sexual relationships with a manatee. Is that where mermaids came from? Actually, it's yeah. Um, manatees in uh, their journals back then yeah. was referring to uh, manatees as mermaids. The manatees? From afar, they looked... Journal? No, in Christopher Columbus's uh, journal. And there's some uh, references oh. made that uh, some sexual occurrences took place. He said, well... Well, there was something that said in uh, somewhere in one of his journals that um, a manatee's lady parts is very similar to a human's lady parts and feel. So take that for what you How did he manage to jump in the water and fuck a manatee, though? He probably captured one, brought it on shore. And then just like released it, just dumped a load in it. and They're pretty docile. It would take at least two people to fuck a manatee. How many people would take the fucking ostrich? You never saw the show. (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, that's just like saying that there's a reference you didn't get. I understand that, but no, I'm just saying in 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 retrospect that they say that you can have sex with a manatee. No, yes, they did. Shove one and a half up your ass. But who did the science behind that? And why Why is that out in the universe? People do stupid no. shit. Someone didn't do the actual science of it. They just did the hypotheticals of how small a hole a raccoon can fit into and how wide an anus can be of a human. Someone if you ever tried. meet a nurse, just ask her what probably, her weirdest thing was. It's probably how the Amaguchi came to be. <laughs> Likely. What does dead may never die? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we started in West Virginia. We took to the seas, and soon we're going to a very, very dark place. We're going back to Virginia. Oh, are we going back to Virginia, or are we going at Billy? Kentucky. Yeah, it's Kentucky, and then like a lot of places. Where did he get Germany from? Yeah, it was a shot in the oven. I, (laughs) you fuck. Life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and loudly proclaiming, Wow, what a ride! Hunter S. Thompson from the Proud Highway. I'm entirely sure you'll go out in a cloud of smoke. Yeah, no, that's definitely going to happen. Born on an almost 4th of July, Hunter was born on July 18, 1937, to Jack Robert Thompson and Virginia Davison Ray in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Hunter was the first of three sons for the couple, uh, and they lived a middle-class life. His mom worked as a librarian, and his father was a World War I veteran turned insurance adjuster. Kind of leaping careers there. <laughs> Uh, in 1943, when Hunter was only six, the family moved to the Cherokee Triangle in the highlands of Kentucky. Uh, there's a lot of moving around in this story, but at six years old, this was kind of the easiest one to really keep track of. Uh, fast forward to 1952, when Hunter was 14. His father passed away from myasthenia gravis, a type of neuromuscular disorder. Uh, according to Hunter, his mother became an extreme alcoholic after his father had died of uh, taking care of the three kids. Oh, uh, well, that sounds horrible. I mean, it's a, he, he was he was all right. If it's disease that I can't pronounce, I know it's terrible. Oh yeah, oh, the disease. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's like, oh well, that sounds awful. It just kind of shuts things down, and then like your thigh muscle one day. Uh, following his father's death, Hunter transferred high school to Louisville Male High School, uh, which probably had a No Girls Allowed sign on the facade of the building, I assume. Uh, Thompson did pretty well in school and eventually joined a high-profile literary club called, oh no, Athenium Literary Association, which dated all the way back to 1862. Uh, by 1955, Hunter had been kicked out of the association following his arrest for being an accessory to robbery. 
Uh, Hunter had actually uh, spent actual time in prison for this, um, and he wasn't permitted to take his final for graduation. He was offered like a reform school or joining the military. Uh, after 31 days, when he was released, Hunter joined the greatest goddamn military branch, the United States Air Force. God damn right. That's where the best of the best goes. I can't wait to see what kind of shit he does for this country. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're sitting in a chair, what the fuck was I? Due to someone's laughter here, I believe she put that there. You know, not all of us sit in a chair, God damn it. Was your chair nice? I didn't have a chair, and no, it wasn't. <laughs> After finishing his basic training at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, uh, Thompson transferred to Scott Air Force Base in Belleville, Illinois, uh, where he specializes in electronics. His goal was to become an aviator. However, his application was denied by the service. Honestly, after knowing everything I know about this guy, it would be pure chaos just to give that dude a fighter jet. I kind of <laughs> wish I saw it. Kind of like one of those F-35s that got lost? Yeah, he would totally do some shit like that. Uh, following his application being denied, Hunter transferred again to Eglin Air Force Base in sunny Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Uh, during this time, he was also taking night classes at Florida State. Better than Florida. Ooh. Uh, it was here that Thompson had his first work as a journalist. He got his first work as a journalist when he lied on the application for the command courier as a sports writer. He should have lied on that Air Force application. He would have got an aviator license. I'm sure it's not hard. Uh, Thompson would travel around the country with the Eglin Eagles football team. Uh, his name wouldn't appear in any of the columns he had written on uh, for the team as it was against Air Force regulations to have outside employment at the time. By 1958, Thompson was discharged from the Air Force early on recommendations by his commanding officer. Uh, he was at the time an airman first class, which I don't know how good or bad that is, but Kodak. Where where is he at on the scale? Uh, that would be an E three. But you you kind of just get that automatically. Oh, okay. So that wasn't it, anything big. So when you go to basic, you're an airman basic. Clearly, like you are, you are garbage. And after that is airman, and then there's airman first class. It, it you literally just get it just for just participation showing up. points. Yeah, it, it's participation trophy. Oh, so it's a it's not as good as I thought it would be. It's a participation trophy with a raise. Oh, well, shit. Well, his CEO cited uh, that although he was a very talented airman, uh, he would not be guided by policy. So he That's a get part of the E4 Mafia. Fuck policy. Oh, I lost my place. Sounds like a DBA. Uh, after on being honorably booted from the military, Hunter moved north to good old Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania. God, uh, this is the part that has nothing to add to the story, but home state pride or something. Pretty sure high school just had a player die. Sorry, to you guys. Uh, Hunter worked there as a sports editor for the local paper uh, before re uh, relocating up to New York City. Uh, once there, Hunter started working for Time Magazine as a copy boy. He made like fifty-one dollars a week or some shit. Holy shit! Football or another 51 bucks. I didn't even know because I was looking down. Oh, damn, that was a nice catch. Uh, during his downtime at work, Hunter would type parts of classics like The Great Gatsby by Fitzgerald and A Farewell to Arms by Ernest Hemingway uh, to learn different writers' rhythms and their different styles. Uh, time did eventually fire Thompson, stating the reason for as insubordination. Uh, quick to find another job, Hunter began writing for the Middletown Daily Record. He was quickly fired there for damaging the candy machine in the office and arguing with an advertiser of the paper. I hope he shot the candy machine because he did keep guns on him a lot. But I think that was in the later years. You know, get, get a goddamn Snickers or something. You don't piss off Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, come on. Hold on. For someone I I know very little information about besides what you just told me, you definitely should not piss him off. <laughs> He's a doctor of journalism. <laughs> journalism with guns. 
after abruptly leaving the Daily Record, uh, Thompson moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico to work for a sports magazine called El Sportivo. Uh, however, it closed down shortly after Hunter had touched shore. Uh, scrambling for a job, Hunter applied to an English language paper called the San Juan Star, only to be denied by the editor at the time, Pulitzer Prize winning William Kennedy. Uh, although Kennedy denied Hunter, the two actually became friends. And during his time in Puerto Rico to make ends meet, Hunter would work freelance for the New York Herald Tribune, while Kennedy would uh, do all the editing for his articles. Do you think newspapers just got longer names because everything was taken? It's possible. For only lasting a year in Puerto Rico, Hunter relocated again to the United States. Um, this time, he ended up in Big Sur after he visited San Francisco and left the scene at the time. During the first major milestone occurred, he had published his first magazine feature detailing the culture of Big Sur. He had also published a short story in the magazine called the Burial called Burial at Sea. Uh, Hunter had also been working on something more people can recognize: uh, the Rum Diary. Uh, the book was done, but it was never released until 1998, which was followed up by a movie starring the one and only Johnny Depp in 2011. Johnny Depp comes up a lot in this story. The book was actually based on Hunter's experiences in Puerto Rico. I mean, it's only natural that Johnny Depp is involved. Well, yeah, he plays Hunter S. Thompson in a lot of movies. It's great. He lived with him. Uh, by 1968. Working for the big papers now, uh, as the National Observer sent him and his girlfriend, Sandra Conklin, for a correspondence gig down in South America. Uh, Thompson found more work in Rio, landing a position with the only English-language newspaper in Brazil, the Brazil. Uh, Hunter and Sandra would marry on May 19, 1963, and relocated back to the mainland once again. Uh, after a brief stay in Aspen for the couple, uh, they moved to Glen Ellen, California, uh, when Sandy was pregnant with their first and only child. In 1964, Hunter and Sandy welcomed his son, Juan Fitzgerald Thompson. I always found the name funny because there's nothing wrong with it, but did not expect it. It takes Juan to know Juan. You don't meet many Juan, you don't meet many Juan Fitzgeralds. You really don't. Or Juan Thompson's. Yeah. They were both, I believe, very white. I don't know much about Sandy. Well, I mean, they're in Puerto Rico for a little bit. Probably in, in Brazil. Probably influenced some things. Yeah, because he loved uh, San Juan. Uh, by the summer of the same year, Hunter had, begin, had begun taking the drug known as Dexedrine. Uh, I couldn't find out if he was just taking it recreationally or was actually prescribed, but neither would really surprise me at the time. Uh, Dexedrine was an amphetamine with a euphoric-like nature. Uh, it said Hunter would take the Dexedrine to write before ultimately switching to cocaine in 1974. Well, you should have done those shrooms. The guy was so close to doing shrooms for this because it just seemed so fitting. He, he might have reached a new hole of understanding. I mean, next week gets in the really crazy years, so maybe next week. <laughs> uh, still working for the National Observer, Hunter covered a varying array of topics for the publication. Uh, in 1964, he was sent to Ketchum, Idaho to try to find reasons for Ernest Hemingway's suicide, which sounds like a cool story to get, honestly. Uh, while he was there, Hunter stole a set of elk antlers because, of course, he would. Uh, after that, the family would again move to uh, San Francisco, uh, where Hunter started to get real into politics after he attended the GOP convention at the Cow Palace in 64. Uh, Thompson had quit the National Observer after they refused to publish a review he had done. Uh, still making ends meet. He, uh, he works for the underground newspaper based out of Berkeley titled Spider. Uh, at this point, Thompson was a full-blown hippie and basically a drug. So we got a hippie here working for the Spider as a being at a convention at the Cow Palace. Yeah, his political affiliations get a little hard to comprehend after a while. I feel like we're about to get some nutty stuff here. Also, remember, uh, back then, the Republican and Democrat 
little different. Oh yeah, they're completely different from what they are now. Well, I mean, this is the '60s, so we're we're getting there. Was Nixon in yet? Nixon was about to be in. Oh, he fucking hated Nixon. <laughs> I'll get into that a little later, I think. Uh, in 1965, Thompson was offered a job from the publication The Nation to write a piece on the infamous Hell's Angels Motorcycle Club. Uh, the article was published on May 17th of the same year. Following the piece, Thompson would be offered several different book offers. But Thompson, being the wild card that he is, ended up riding with the motorcycle club for the next year only disbanding from the club when uh, they accused Hunter of exploiting them for his own gain, just writing like about them and shit. Uh, they would go on to beat the shit out of him. Uh, still exploiting him, though, Thompson's first book, Hell's Angels, The Strange and Terrible Saga of the Outlaw Motorcycle Gangs. Uh, Thompson would receive great reviews for the book, especially being commended for showing the Hell's Angels in a different light than society believed them to be. He basically humanized them for everyone. You know what? I respect the Moxie. Got the shit kicked out of him by this gang, this motorcycle club. He's like, fuck it, I'm still going to do it. I'm releasing it. <laughs> yeah, he was like writing articles the entire time he was with us. More of a human aspect instead of just tough guys will beat the shit out of you. Well, you think they would have taken the positive press. Right. Uh, following the release of Hell's Angel, Thompson would find several more articles for magazines. Uh, one very notable one is from 1967 for Time magazine, uh, where he criticized the hippie culture in San Francisco. Uh, he had claimed the hippies around the city were just looking for drugs, not caring to change the political landscape rather than just escape it. Uh, Thompson would leave San Francisco and move to one more city in 1967. Uh, he and his little family moved to a rented home in Aspen, Colorado. Of course, this partner didn't really hang around long as he took an advanced random house publishing the fall of paint. Hmm. Which was, I believe, the election before Nixon. Yeah, this was uh, JFK's second, his re-election campaign. Because he was taking... Oh, I thought this was... Uh... Oh, no, we landed the moon in 69, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was Humphrey. Who was this vice president that took over? This Humphrey versus what the fuck is his name? I can't think of it. Oh, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, Lyndon B. B. Johnson was president of the United States from 1960 to 1969. So he lost the 68 election to no. Hubert Humphrey was his vice president. And then Richard, yeah, I was right. Richard Nixon won this election. Right. Oh, I know it's for. There's probably someone there. Oh, the campaign trail. It was like muddy or something. Let's see here. I, I got Richard Nixon, Hubert Humphrey. Oh, I guess that was him running for president. And George Walsh of the American Independent Party. Only a. That's probably him because I see I, I got in the old Wikipedia here. Richard Nixon, Republican, Hubert Humphrey, Democratic, and George Walsh, American Independent. He was somewhere but campaigns. Would attend the Democratic National Convention. God damn. The next year in 19... Throw his hat into the political ring for himself. Pick down He ran up the... Which sounds like... Behind. Criminals only for personal use. A lot of illicit drugs did not the idea of trafficking. Um, also disarm the fairies. He also another idea to name of Aspen the city and hopes to turn investors off of the area. This is someone who doesn't know America. Fat city sounds like a I really 
I would work there. That sounds great. What's the next to Lardville? <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the election, Hunter being Hunter, the Rolling Stone stops the six pack of beer and didn't ask the art look I saw him use a doctor in his name he's a goddamn doctor of journalism uh, even with the publicity of the magazine Thompson would lose the election however he did none of the votes going at the and got a documentary 2020. Unfortunately, never caught on quite like we probably needed. And now we just have the rep. I just love that he just decided he's a doctor. As far as oh, he's a doctor, like he attended classes. Nah, he, he doesn't need an actual degree. He's a doctor. Doctor of journalism, man. During 1970, I'm pretty sure. Uh, would pen an art live as Stanley. Titled the Kentucky Derby is decadent grave. Um, it was supposed to be a typical sport. sport the Derby football. And looking for the metaphor for during like stuff. Working with Mr. Ralph, the first. The two would continue being best friends and collaborate for basically This article became Hunter's style. The two were in some sort of drugged up tires. Hunter got kind of interested. Um, Journalism kind of feels like the jumping off point before we get to the side. So be sure to the American We're not even at the wild part yet. I love it. Have you seen anything about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the movie? I don't know if I did see that one. His lawyer did. Well, I'm gonna have to check that one out. It, it dreaming anywhere. Well, I'm sure I'll find it. Let's see here. I have an app for this before before we get off. Just in case anyone listening might be uh, intrigued, like I am. I used the app. I didn't work. It just watch. Yep. Download. Oh, are you listening? There is a movie called Where the Buffalo Roam on Prime. That's all Thompson during his campaign. For sure. Yes. Bill Murray's in it. There's also a movie called Fear and Loathing in Aspen, made in 2021. That one's free on Fubo and Plex. I have like all. <laughs> I think one of those is like a free one. You just have to deal with ads. Please. Well, then. I, that That's a good conclusion for uh, today's episode, and that will do it for us rejects for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be a friend and join Reject Nation by following us on our socials. And, hey, leave some reviews while you're at it. We would really appreciate it. Next week, we dive into an Iranian doctor turned serial killer who worked for the government, part two in our Thompson series, and we go into the toxic bastards known as Libras. We hope you join us next week, and until full fucking send it. Full send it. Fucking send it.